Radiodrome. Radiodrome episode 54, and screw you, Jared. Yes, I checked. Jared is here. Brad is here, and we have a special guest, Alex from Geek Juice Media. <laughs> I'm all like, what are you talking about? Jared, since you always gimp up the Adam and Eve promo, I'm going to see yeah. if Alex can do the Adam and Eve promo tonight, and we'll see if he earns the term gimp, which I, I was actually just going to intro you as Brad and the Gimp are here tonight, but I decided to actually use your name. That's the name of my old radio show. <laughs> Brad and the Gimp. Welcome to 101.9, Brad and the Gimp here playing solid old oldies. <laughs> <laughs> your, your sidekick just has a ball gag in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Alex, can you do the Adam and Eve promo? I will give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Go, go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME, and you receive 50% off. A single shipping. item. 50% off a single item. You don't want to be like Jared and tell them the wrong information. He already gimped it up. All right. <laughs> 50% off a single item, free shipping, three free DVDs, and a free mystery gift. Using the promo code DROME. Which I did say at the beginning. Correct. You got that part right. You just got to repeat it because, you know, it's... Because that's kind of the most important part of us getting the commission is them it's, using it's the code. It's the branding. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, Josh. I was just going to say it's the branding. Branding, you know? I'm more honest with our listeners. It's because we don't get the commission otherwise. <laughs> and, and we would prefer it to be branded on your ass, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> would you be able to even brand something or just burn off all the hair? <laughs> yeah, a mixture sorry. of both. Sorry, we just shave it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Well, hey, you'd only have to put dr on one cheek and me on the other, and then the o takes care of itself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Come on, that was pretty good for an off the cuff. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this show went down the toilet really fast, didn't it? Quite literally. <laughs> All right, a couple of small housekeeping things before we get into a somewhat serious topic, but since it's Radiodrome, we'll probably dick around till the 25-minute mark anyway. Hey, Jared, I got an email from the listener that sent you the DVDs from adamandeve.com. Yeah, yeah, he actually added me on Facebook uh, a week he, later. They were they were supposed to go to him. So <laughs> he, he wants them back. <laughs> Jared, you will feel good. You actually did diagnose why he sent you those those particular titles correctly. It was because we were talking about the unoriginal porn titles, and I don't even remember doing this. But apparently, Brad and I mentioned an, an in living color one. I don't even remember doing that. I, oh, I don't either. Actually, mentioning the because I don't know if I even—I uh, mean, maybe I knew that that movie existed. But when Jared got it in the mail, I looked at the title and I looked at it as if it was my first time hearing that there was an *In Living Color* porn. Same with me. So maybe it was maybe we said, "Wouldn't it be funny if they had?" And we yeah. didn't actually know it at the time. I don't remember the context of what we said that episode. The context was the Roseanne porno. I remember listening to that episode. Cause that one, yeah, that one I did, I did get in the mail. I got the "This Ain't Roseanne," where Roseanne looks like Miss Swan from freaking Mad TV. <laughs> well, and then the the other thing about that is, Jared, you were asking like how it's how easy it is to stalk you. Mm -hmm. Do you know how the guy got your address? 
How? He went to your website, you dumbass. It's listed on foilrapproductions.com. <laughs> you moron. You put your address out there. I did. I got I, oh, well. I got a good one uh, in the mail this week. Somebody sent me, it was a book called 119 Pictures of Vaginas. <laughs> Guess what it is. Did the title, <laughs> Brad, did the title lie? No, the title did not. The title did not lie, though. I think I don't know. I think the author might be. According to the book, the author's name is Kaiser Soze. Seriously, <laughs> he's a dead serious. Okay, well, they're they're a Kevin Spacey or a Brian Singer fan. <laughs> yeah, or it's just a huge coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the other housekeeping thing is, listeners need to realize Brad takes forever to put these on his website, so. When you're listening to them, it's usually two months after they were recorded. <laughs> because some listeners were posting some crap about how... Remember when we spent the episode talking about SOPA, which will actually tie into tonight's? Yeah. It turned out a lot of the information that we were talking about was wrong. But sure. it was accurate at the time, because that's all that was out there. Mm-hmm. So, there, so the guy just listened to it last week and is like, Oh my god, you got everything wrong. Do some research, you assholes. <laughs> it's like you got to remember when we we recorded that we were right. So because you maybe, you need... maybe it would help if we mentioned the date at the top of everything. I mean, I guess sometimes sometimes I guess you got to figure like someone listening to it has to assume it was recorded a couple months prior. If we're saying stuff like, "Oh man, I got to go to the midnight screening of Paranormal Activity three tonight," <laughs> <laughs> maybe they think your theater is just really behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to the re-release. If you're listening on Brad's site, he is really behind in putting these things up. <laughs> Go to iTunes. Or- iTunes or JackalupeRadio.com and download yeah. them from the archives. That's a much faster way to get them. But Brad, in your defense, I'm even farther behind on my website updating the radio drums. <laughs> so in my defense, I'm even farther behind than you. Are you still back when it was just me and Jared? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like around the. Th- uh, episode 30 or something like that and this is 54 so really? I'm quite far behind <laughs> you kidding Brad wouldn't bother with those original five or Josh wouldn't uh, bother with those original five <laughs> yeah I wasn't involved in that screw that <laughs> and oh, come on. I'm, I'm nice enough to put up the episodes of radio drove on the site that I'm not on <laughs> well because it, it, it's still kind of your show <laughs> Whether you happen to be, you know, sick from food poisoning that episode, or you're at a nerd convention or something. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, since we got Alex on tonight, he runs yes. GeekJuiceMedia.com. They just picked up; it came from Beyond Midnight, so they're going Excellent. in order. So right now it's the Spoonie episodes, but eventually, Brad, you'll be popping up on there in the Midnights you did as well. Sweet. All right, Alex, do you wanna you wanted to have some? quote-unquote FaceTime with Brad. Tell him what happened to you, and then you guys can trade getting screwed over by copyright stories. (laughs) I don't know if Josh gave you a heads-up about what happened or not. He mentioned that you had some trouble with because of fair use. Yeah, I posted a review for the film after last season. Oh, oh, yeah. I had the review up, and about two, three weeks later, I get (sighs) an email from somebody associated with the production of the movie saying, this is copyright infringement, I'd like you to take it down. I had responded with just quoting fair use from the Copyright Act. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't debate his case other than just 
This is sure. fair use. And he writes back saying, well, I don't think it's fair use because this and David Letterman doesn't do it this way. David Letterman's not reviewing the movies. Right. But he also brought up a great one. He yeah. also said, well, would it be fair use to take an entire football game and cram it down to a couple of minutes and do your commentary over it? I started thinking, you mean like the evening news does in every single city in America? Right. <laughs> right. Yes, that is fair use. That's kind of the definition of the f term. <laughs> and so I had taken the film down, discussed it with the review. I didn't have yeah. the whole film. He's like, you used 17 minutes of the film. So I had taken it down, done some review, uh, re-edited my video to where I'm using less and put it back up. At which point I got a DMC takedown notice from Blip, then submitted a counterclaim and it's back up. Spoonie kind of ran into something with the guys who made After Last Season because those guys, those guys take that movie very, very seriously. Like in Spoonie's case, I think, I don't, I can't remember if he posted if he actually did post anything from it, or... No, he. I think he did a riff tracks of it. Yeah, think, yeah, I, yeah, no, it, it, no, you're correct. Spoonie did a commentary on it. Yeah, he did He did a riff tracks of it, and I think he wrote to them and asked them and, and asked them permission if he could put up certain bits of the riff tracks on his site, and, and best of my knowledge, they, they wrote him back and were very adamant that he not do that because they they do take that movie more seriously than they really really should <laughs> so so yeah what what happened to you yeah sounds just very very similar what happened to doug and lupa over the room over their review of the room i mean since then they were able to put their videos back up and is is yours back up now yeah actually Flip had put up the first one that I'd taken down. Yeah. And I had to say, no, no, not, not that one. This one. And Blip TV, unlike YouTube, got back to me in an hour and said, our bad. There you go. Yeah, because the biggest problems that I ever had with that was YouTube. And in those instances, they just took it down. Yeah. In the, in the case of and di well, didn't YouTube just completely like suspend your account? Yeah, YouTube YouTube suspended my account because I had a review up of Nailgun Massacre, and they somebody behind Nailgun Massacre complained. I'm not sure if it was. I'm not sure if it, I think it was the production company. I, I don't think it was the DVD distributor. Uh, I don't think it was Synapse. But some. But anyway, so somebody complained, and uh, and it ended up getting getting taken down. And in that case, like. With YouTube, I don't know if YouTube is still like this. I haven't really worked with YouTube in a long time. In that particular case, they just—they don't even send you a warning about it. They just take it down. Yeah, once I filed a counterclaim on it, they put it back up and put my account back up. But it was—it was a pain in the ass. Well, YouTube is—is is like that. I obviously I don't have reviews or anything on YouTube, but. My YouTube page is full of old promos and trailers and things like that that are yeah. really hard to find. I find them on old VHS tapes I recorded in, like, 1987. I put up a promo for the Simpsons Christmas special and the It's a Bundaful Life One Hour Married with Children. Yeah. And within an hour, Fox had it taken down. And I had to sit through that little... 
that little three-minute video, Why Copyright Infringement is Wrong, which, uh-huh. Brad, the, I don't think they had when you were dealing with them. Now you have to sit through a little video about why copyright infringement is wrong, and then you have to answer a quiz to prove that you understand that copyright infringement is wrong. It's, uh, no, that, it's that, one of those. It's probably one of those black and white fifties um, uh, education. No, it's flash it's animated. No, it, it, <laughs> no, it's it's, it's a flash it's, cartoon. It's fla- yeah, it's a cartoon. <laughs> plays happy music. The character, <laughs> the character that's violating copyright is actually a pirate. <laughs> arr, arr, I'm bootlegger Bill. <laughs> the DVD pirate. I thought you put him to rest, Brad. I did. I'm not bringing him back. <laughs> he said a sentence and left. That's all I needed from him. But see, I, I also ran into one with Troma, which was really funny because, you know, Lloyd, I mean, we love the guy, but this is the correct word. He's a whore for publicity. Uh-huh. And so I had up that uh, the Aroma from Troma promo. I actually That's the one I played at the beginning of the episode where we had Lloyd on. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that gets taken down. Copyright claim by Troma. I'm like, what? So I actually email Lloyd, and he goes, no, man, that's just like some automated thing. Put it back up. It's free publicity. Actually, yeah, I I kind of ran into that, too, but it didn't get taken down. It had to do with the mother's my Mother's Day video. It didn't get taken down, but I did get a complaint. And it I think it was, yeah, it just looked like an automated complaint. And I didn't do anything about it. I didn't, I didn't take the video down or anything. I was just like, well, okay, whatever. I'm keeping it up. If they, <laughs> they, they don't like it that much, they'll take it down. So I'm just going to leave it up. And nothing came of it since, but that makes sense now that hearing that, yeah, I guess that was just some automated thing. The, the only one I've had that really did that, that took the video down besides the Fox one was I had an old IFC promo that I thought was really cool. It, it used a lot of really cool indie film clips mm-hmm. set to a Green Day song. Yeah. And I'm I'm not all that familiar with Green Day, so I can't name the song. I thought it was a really cool promo. I put it up, and within like three, four hours, IFC had it taken down. Really, IFC? Not only is it a promo for your channel, I tell people this is really cool, and this is back before IFC started putting in commercials in their stuff, yeah. so they were still a good channel then, because now IFC's dead to me. Once they started putting in commercials, IFC's dead to me. I will not watch that that channel anymore. They don't even show independent films anymore, really. I watched a scary movie on IFC the other day. It shows about as many independent films as Bravo. (laughs) Well, they always kind of violated that. Like, yes, House of a Thousand Corpses was more or less an independent film, except the fact that it was made by Universal and shot on the Universal backlot it's only independent because Rob Zombie bought the rights back to it. So yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses, not really. Blade Runner. They show Blade Runner. Uh-huh. One of the most expensive films ever made at the time, made by a studio 100%. I don't understand how IFC can show Blade Runner. Coming up on I, on the Independent Film Channel, it's Howard the Duck, followed by Star Wars, episode three. <laughs> Technically, that would be accurate, because those were made by Lucasfilm. Technically, that would be an independent company. If you really want to split hairs on that. Yeah, but with 20th Century Fox in front of it, I... They were only, they were only the, the distributor, I believe. I'm not considering something like that to be on the independent film channel. Right. Sorry. Well, right. by that well by that definition, then Friday the Thirteenth shouldn't be on there because it was distributed by Paramount. 
I think a 20th Century Fox has a little more to do with that than than Paramount. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your Grizzly 2 issue? Oh, Grizzly 2. The one that I sort of understand a little bit why I ended up having to take it down, because I did an episode on Grizzly 2. That movie was never officially released. It was never finished. Um, it's a killer Grizzly movie that doesn't that has everything but the grizzly so uh, i ended up doing an episode on that and then uh several several months went by and all of a sudden i get i get an email all of a sudden i get an email from uh the producer uh suzanne naggy of all names uh, <laughs> suzanne yeah suzanne naggy some i think she's hungarian or something i don't know she's like some hungarian art dealer it was a very it was a very very angry email it was it was like really mean and nasty and it, it was one of those where she took it as a serious review she she took it very 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 seriously like she would probably take mystery science theater as a legitimate review <laughs> uh, so anyway i read it and was like well crap she actually has this is like a weird gray area because part of what she's talking about here is due to the fact that the movie was never released was was due to the fact that the movie was it only exists on bootlegs like i don't know how the bootlegs got out whatever but the bootlegs of that movie are all over the place so there is no legal way to watch that movie so that was a real gray area and i called up the, some legal people no one really knew what to do and i ended up getting uh i ended up getting a phone call from Suzanne Nagy did you give out your phone number, or did she just locate it? No, she just somehow found out my phone number. So she called me, and she called me. I must have been asleep, I don't know, because she left a voicemail. She was a lot nicer in the voicemail. She 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 actually was fairly nice in the voicemail, which could only mean her lawyer probably told her to actually be nice. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, so anyway, I, I got that, and again, she asked me, she politely asked me to take it down. And what And what some lawyers had said was just that, the the ones that I was was kind of in communication with it said that it it's probably better safe than sorry to take it down and at that point at that point I didn't really mind the fact that I had to take it down it didn't really matter to me the, the video had been up for 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 several months it had been up it had been up for quite a while so whatever money I had made off of the video I I had already made like really I wasn't I wasn't losing anything by taking it down so I, I took it down and replaced the video with the, the nasty email she sent me. I, I replaced it with the email she sent me, and it's since been the video has since been leaked onto YouTube. So I have no problem making Suzanne Nagy look like a bad guy. So it really doesn't matter to me. Well, Alex, weren't you telling me that? Tell the listeners a little bit about your emails back and forth with this guy and what you did about it. Well, the first email he sent me was polite, but he uses very short sentences, one-sentence paragraphs. Yeah. He's like, I understand you love movies. We do, too. A lot of people like After Last Season. Ha! And he's like, we don't want you to get in trouble. We don't want to have to shut your site down. Please take this, remove this video. I like this movie, ironic. <laughs> Hipster fag! <laughs> and mine back, I just... Quoted, like I said before, the Fair Use Act of the copyright law. Yeah. I 
tossed out case precedences that have had to do with free use. Mm -hmm. And I said it'd be a different matter if I was distributing the film for my own profit, which is what I'm not doing. Basically told him, I'm not going to take it down. Do you guys notice something funny about Alex's story? What's that? The guy kept sending all the emails, not a lawyer. You would think if they had a case, someone legal would have been attached to said email. Yeah. Instead of making empty threats. Mm -mm. The second email he sent, which had really bad formatting, it was just like one word on each line. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's... Take this film (laughs) video down. Uh, from the because internet. it was that's because he sent it to him in a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, the guy is genius. <laughs> Alex, that's how you know you're dealing with a professional. He's making yeah. you work to read the letter. <laughs> the letter he sent from his Nokia <laughs> <laughs> smartphone. Yeah, okay, yeah, take mm-hmm. this video. <laughs> you know, I, I I will add this in as an outsider. I understand how these people they they want to protect their uh, their work, but at the same time, you know the fair use uh, the fair use uh, act does uh, protect you guys um, in the same way that it would protect any film critic. And I think another thing that these people need to realize is that you're actually giving their work some exposure. There's a lot of fans out there that that have never heard of these movies. I've never heard of Grizz, uh, uh, Grizzly 2. Gr- Grizzly 2. I've never heard of the Grizzly franchise. It's not sake. even a franchise like, if the film second film was never completed. Yeah, There's no franchise. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I the never... Grizzly saga. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I've never heard of it, you know. And and, and the fact that, these, uh, that you guys, uh, granted it's not the best publicity, but it's publicity nonetheless. And there are some people out there that will actually watch like Brad's reviews and, and they'll go see that movie. They'll, they'll, they'll find it in some way. Well, people I, get that it's a joke. Most people get that it's a joke. Right. Even a lot of the people behind a lot of the movies I've talked about that I've gotten feedback from really like, I mean, in the case of Nailgun Massacre, like that, I, like, I don't know who sent that out, but the actual feedback that I've gotten from some people who have made these movies has has actually been positive because they get that it's a joke and that it actually and that and that actually yeah it does bring a little more exposure to some of their movies right like the guy who made savage vengeance uh, sent me a screener of like his newest movie at the time after i did the savage vengeance video and uh uh the guy who did video violence liked it there was even a guy who was in nailgun massacre who who sent me a, an email who said they thought it was pretty funny. Most people most people get that it's a joke, but, you know, there are the Susan Naggies in the world. There are the dude who made after last season of the world. But but see, part of the thing, like, Jared, you brought up that it is it is publicity. And while you are correct, the way copyright law is written is basically if you stop trying to enforce your copyright, it lapses. So if they if they would leave say, the Grizzly 2 thing, and I can't believe I'm defending this, I'm just saying this is the way lawyers explain it to them, if you let this one person get away with it, that's tantamount to saying all the people that are doing this can get away with it, and then you'll you'll lose your legal standing if you actually do go to court. But that's not the same thing. 
because this isn't like this, like Alex said, this isn't like they're distributing this movie illegally. Right. I, I'm just telling you how, how the, you got to remember copyright lawyers, especially if they work for a big company, they are always looking for a way to make work for themselves. They look at a review like Alex's after last season review and go, assuming a lawyer was actually behind his, they look at that and go, that's 40 billable hours right there. Let's try and get them to, to go after these people. The lawyers are always looking for a reason to justify billable hours. It, it is sort of a conspiracy. But with regards to what you said about the publicity thing and having to go after people just to keep the copyright, Hasbro, that does the My Little Pony, they've come out and just basically allow people to use clips from the episodes to make mm. whatever they want. Because they love the publicity. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll find a lot of companies right. like that. A Cartoon Network does that with, um, uh, with reg- or, uh, not regular show, but uh, uh, Adventure Time. But see, I'm sure that they have very complicated discussions with the legal department. Because, I mean, Brad, Jared, I know Alex, all of us were big Mystery Science fans. Remember the very first season on Comedy Central where at the end it always said, keep circulating the tapes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You notice that went away after the first Comedy Central season? Joel yeah. said the legal department of Comedy Central said, knock it off. You're endorsing yeah, it bootlegging. In, it was at least also in season two. But, but basically they were told by the legal department, knock it off. Stop okay. endorsing bootlegging, even casually. Comedy Central has always been real sticklers about that stuff well they're owned by viacom viacom yeah so yeah that's a huge conglomerate so they've they've got lawyers that are always looking to make work for themselves oh yeah yeah and it's the same thing with with trademark because you got to remember trademark and copyright are not the same thing which is like why how people honestly i think filezilla actually had to have made some sort of deal with toho uh-huh. Because Toho will go after anybody that uses Zilla in some sort of a commercial product. We are now suing Godzilla, king of the monsters. <laughs> because like the, the, there was a case, I can't remember what state it was from, because it was a couple of years ago at this point, of a restaurant called the Grillzilla. Mm-hmm. It was like a steakhouse or something like that. And they had a picture, it was not of Godzilla, but of a big lizard grilling steaks. Mm-hmm. They got a cease and desist from Toho. Because you are too close to our trademark. Uh-huh. You know, Toho is an incredibly litigious company. Yeah. And, and there are companies that are like that, and then there are others that are like, okay, fine, you're giving us free publicity, just do it. So it, it really does matter what company you're you're going after, but... It does. But, but, but that's one thing, like, Brad, I don't think you've ever done a Godzilla on Snob, have you? you ever... I've thought about it, like, this year. Because... Toho may actually come after you if you tackle the big G. I've done a lot of Godzilla, so... And you haven't gotten a, a, C, a CND yet? No, in fact, I got one takedown notice from YouTube, which it was phrased kind of the same as the rest, but it sounded add more panic, like, Toho will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, didn't James Rolfe do, like, all of the Godzilla movies one year? Yeah, that was his Halloween one, like, two, three years ago, something like that. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was really fun funny. how he did them, too. Back when I worked on Chiller Theater with Ned the Dead, it was a local Green Bay horror host show, he had two of the... you got to remember, there are two Godzilla films that are quote-unquote public domain Yeah, that really aren't. Sure. Because 
We'll see uh, Godzilla versus Megalon and I. Th- the sea Godzilla versus the sea monster. Uh, no, smog monster. Smog monster. Smog monster. Because it's the one with all the surprising amount of gore in the movie. <laughs> well, for a Godzilla film, you don't expect people to get melted, you know? I do. I, de- <laughs> I demand that there's blood and guts in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> they melt the dog. Come on. <laughs> but but like those two, the films themselves are technically public domain. The problem is the trademark on Godzilla is still active. Yeah. So if you actually edited out all of the scenes of Godzilla, that film would be public domain. So Toho <laughs> can come after you not for copyright infringement, for trademark infringement on showing those. And I remember Ned the Dead's legal battle or his discussions with, we bought these from a packager. You know, they bought an entire lot of public domain prints. This is in the mid-2000s, so a lot of these weren't on the 50-cent DVDs yet. Yeah. And Legal was like, you can't show these two or we're going to get a and d And he's yeah. like, we bought them from somebody else. Worst comes to worst, we say, we had the understanding these were public domain. Yeah. But there was a, I just remember listening to some of those discussions over those two Godzilla films, and he ended up showing them with no problem. But the legal department was all, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're going to get sued. So it just dub over anytime they say Godzilla. But it's the picture, it's the image of Godzilla that's trademarked. Oh, there goes oh, just... George. <laughs> Yawn and just... Gray, monster from the deep. <laughs> yeah, see? Just make it Jet Jaguar versus Megalon. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Jet Jaguar. Oh my god, do I hate him. <laughs> Run! It's a very large creature coming to destroy us. <laughs> well, and then, you know, that also brings up, are you guys familiar with Bill Rabane's lawsuit against Best Brains? Uh, not quite. Not, yeah, not really. Okay, well, and just just to clarify for the audience, Best Brains is the company that owns Mystery Science Theater. That's the, the production company. Yeah. Oh, well, I know you guys all know that, but some of the listeners, especially foreign listeners, might not. Bill Rabane did, the only one of his movies that they did was Giant Spider Invasion. Yeah. And got to remember, the Sci-Fi Channel, owned by Universal, legally licensed that film for Mystery Science Theater, okay? Uh-huh. They were in totally in the right. Bill Rabane is suing them for copyright infringement for what they di- what he claims they did to his film. <laughs> he doesn't seem to understand that they legally licensed it, and just because he doesn't like their commentary on it, that he ha- that he is trying to sue them. It's ridiculous. Didn't uh, Sandy Frank get pissed off? Yeah, Sandy Frank threw a fit. Again, what did they? Was that in the KTMA season where they didn't really have the rights, or was that in the no, first no, Comedy was, Central? It was season. I think it was season two or three, where a bulk of them were the the Gamera movies. I know they did Gamera movies in the KTMA season. They as did, well. and they 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 redid them. In it was it was either season two or three, and they redid some of the same ones, and then some some other ones. Like but there were like four or five Gamera movies they did that particular season. I think there was the Alien Fugitive series and like Time of the Apes. I think maybe it was a Sandy Frank one or maybe yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I I know he said I, I I'm gonna get the quote wrong, but it was something along the lines of. I don't have any legal recourse, but if I ever meet any of you, I'm going to punch you in the face, is, <laughs> is, is the gist of what he said. 
<laughs> he might not have said it like that because it's been years since I saw that quote, but it was basically, I hate you guys. I don't have any legal recourse, but I better not ever run into you. I think Joe Don Baker said something along those lines after Mitchell. Well, uh, did you did you guys ever read the comic strip Doonesbury? I used to here and there. Yeah, me too. Do you remember oh, the... the you talked about the Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a, the character of Uncle Duke is clearly Hunter S. Thompson under a different name. Hunter yeah. said, yes, he understands he's a public figure and it's parody and whatnot, but he said if he ever ran into Gary Trudeau, he would break his nose. <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't have any legal recourse. I just better not run into you at some function. <laughs> we better never be in the same room together. Because I will kick your ass. <laughs> Hunter could. Hunter probably could have. <laughs> Hunter always had guns on him, and he was always drunk. Yeah. Among among other substances in his Shoot body. In the chest with a cannon. <laughs> I love Hunter S. Thompson. He's awesome. <laughs> Copyright is such a, a, a muddy area. Like uh, the whole It's a Wonderful Life thing. The fact that It's a Wonderful Life was public domain for years until yeah. some moron lawyer figured out that there was a loophole that allowed Universal to take their claim back on it. Well, isn't, didn't, didn't something happen to where somebody copyrighted the Happy Birthday song? Yeah, ha- yeah. Ha- we can't so- legally sing Happy Birthday till 2078. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is why every restaurant has their own Happy Birthday song. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's, that's the reason. That makes sense. Yeah. But they're all like they're all like this weird military, you know. Happy, 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 happy birthday! birthday. Well, it's the same thing that it's the same thing of why I can't remember the record company, but whoever Queen's record company was, how they couldn't actually sue Vanilla Ice, because while it was the same beat, he added an extra dent in there, therefore it making it something uh, of his own. Sound. It was. <laughs> yeah, so there, there, it was technically he did not sample it; he just basically stole ninety percent of it changed it just enough to not get sued. Yeah, well, that was the rap sampling for you. Yeah. That, that's why that, that invention on Mystery Science Theater was genius when Dr. Forrester created the uh, public domain karaoke machine. <laughs> it, only plays kara- it only plays public domain songs. I remember that. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was Duke just two weeks ago. By the time people hear this, it'll be about three weeks ago. That Duke put out the list of all the films and and songs and paintings and books that would have fallen into the public domain this year if the Sonny Bono Copyright Extension Act had not gone through. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Since we're speaking of Sonny Bono, is it is it too early to say that he was a true tree hugger? It's been enough, <laughs> enough times past. Lame. <laughs> Shut up. The joke's lame. <laughs> are, are, are you are you saying that the the joke was wooden? Should I branch out? Boo. Do you want me to leave? Really? really? Come on! Because <laughs> originally copyright was, I believe it was twenty eight years. You basically had twenty eight years to make what you could off of your work, and then it became everybody's. Sure. Then they got then they got that extended to sixty years, then yeah. seventy five, then ninety five. Then 165, and now like it's 200 and something, I think. Yeah. And it's like, that's ridiculous. It's because of two big companies, Walt Disney and Universal Studios. Walt Disney, the company, is terrified about what will happen if Steamboat Willie ever falls into the public domain. 
and they lose control Never of Mickey that. Mouse. I'm going to buy up the rights to scrub me mama with a boogie bee. <laughs> Do that. You should make that your new theme song instead of the Greatest American Hero theme. <laughs> like my new theme song, boys? <laughs> and, and yes, I know that was a song unto itself, but to me, your your theme song is always going to be the Greatest American Hero theme. <laughs> I don't care how often I hear that on the radio as, an, as a single, it's the greatest American hero theme to me. Of course. 80s, That's the title of the song. 80s, 80s Dan, uh, what, what's that? Um, Hawaiian Heat. Oh, man. That, what's it's so 80s. What's great about that theme song is it really is like an 80s sitcom theme song. That's It wasn't even the theme to a sitcom. It was the theme to a cop show. Uh-huh. Right. That's what but, I mean. But no, I, I got to go with Jared on that one. It really th- seems like a sitcom theme song. It does. It does. It does seem like a sit- like a sitcom song. But it, yeah, no, it's... It's the theme to an hour-long cop show. (laughs) Speaking of hour-long cop shows, Brad, you of all people will get a kick out of this. I just bought a a new bunny rabbit. She's an albino, so she's all white. There was a Miami Vice episode on TV, so I named her China White. Nice. (laughs) So I have a bunny rabbit named China White now. Oh, cool. (laughs) So, yes, hey, cops, I have China White in my house. (laughs) Now I'm going to get raided. Where's the Coke? Well, I got some in the fridge, but I don't know how I don't know how long it's been there. If I ever get another cat, I'll name him Bill the Shill. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he pl- also play a character like an wasn't he an alien? Or, or or was it Phil that was that turned out to be the alien on Miami Vice? Crap, I I can't remember. Because one of the main characters, or one of the supporting characters, ended up getting abducted, and that's how they were written out of the show. And yeah. for a relatively serious cop show, that's pretty bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty lazy way to write... I think it was the black chick. They're aliens now? What the <laughs> hell? What the hell? Are you? Well, that fifth season of Vice was pretty weak all around. <laughs> Is that the season that had the episode where um, Sonny Crockett got like amnesia or something and thought that he was in the war no he, he he thought he was his what under there he, he, he or that he, he was got, a hitman yeah he thought he was his undercover like mob guy so it was like a four or five episode arc again i might be wrong on that it's been years since i've seen those but yeah, yeah he he fell into the uh oh what the hell was his undercover name sonny uh god Come on, help me out here, Alex. Can't remember off the top of my head either. I was not a big Miami Vice fan, so I'm at a loss here. All right, I'm hanging up on you now. <laughs> I mean, Vice is I was great. I was like eight whenever Miami Vice was on. So, so was I. I still watched it. <laughs> Debuted when I was nine. Came, it came out it came out in '84. I was nine. I remember watching the pilot with my mom. Oh, I well, didn't understand it, it. Came out in '84. I was four years old then, and and you know. Uh, I think it was how many seasons did it go for? Five, five seasons. Yeah, so it was like eight or nine. Whenever I was aware of its uh, of its, you know. Oh no, I watched. Presence. I watched them. I watched them when they were on uh, first run. You see, Alex, this is what happens. We start talking about copyright and fair use, and we end up talking about eighties TV. Do you see how easy we just stray off topic here? Oh yeah. Oh. Hey, I've got ADD. I don't know about the. Three of you. I do. I, I do big time. <laughs> well, I'm. I don't know exactly when this is going to happen, but I'm gearing up. We're going to do an entire month of 
a salute to 42nd Street, probably in February on this show. Can't wait. That's my favorite musical. 42nd Street, the sleaze era. (laughs) (laughs) Asshat. Oh, I just picked up a big box uh, the other day. Yeah, what'd you get? Missing in action. I don't have a big box for missing in action, but I have a big box for miss- missing in action, too. I, I have that as well. I don't uh, know if they had a big box for three or not. I've got that in a regular slip sleeve. If I remember correctly, our video store had missing had missing in action three in a regular box. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they stopped doing the big boxes by the time that one came out or not. I Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh, but I do remember that our video store had had that particular movie in a regular box. And I've got a big box of Gates of Hell coming. Oh, nice. The, 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 the Fulci one. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Although, since it's an American one, I have a feeling it's going to be cut to ribbons. Probably. So I think that movie you had was just brutally cut by the MPAA. Yeah, it's American remember, race. Yeah, that's the one where Giovanni Lombardo Radice gets it with the drill in his head. Hey, I just got a thought. Isn't that the one with the maggot storm? Yes, yes, it is. Jared got a thought. We're 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 doomed. Uh, yeah, yeah. You should uh, you should feel doomed. No, uh, oh, doomed. No, I was just thinking since uh, if if uh, you're thinking next month do like a tribute to Forty Second Street, we should get Forty Second Street Pete on. Uh, I was actually considering that, although I'm going to be doing a movies hate you with him, and I might be pissing him off on that. So I don't oh, know if what are you he will. Do to him? The the topic is torrents, good or bad. Pete is woefully anti-torrenting, and I'm going to oh. be I'm on the pro side. So I have a feeling he might be an enemy after I do the movies hate you episode coming up. Oh. <laughs> but yes, oh. uh, otherwise I, I was going to try and get him on. I also did an interview with. Shade Roop of Synapse Films, because they're the ones that put out the 42nd Street Forever DVDs. Yeah, yeah. And I got an interview with him that we're going to end up using then as well. And they're also going to be sending a set of screeners for all the 42nd Street Forever DVDs to for us to review. So I'll, oh, I'll, cool. I'll watch them and then I'll send them to you guys. Right on. So we do have 42nd Street Month coming up. I'm just not sure if it's going to hit February or March. I'm not 100% on that yet. So I yeah. still got I still got a lot of stuff I got to set up. My birthday's at the end of March. No one cares. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, that's another excuse for you to go get blackout drunk. That's an excuse for yeah, Jared to get blackout drunk and for me to film it. <laughs> Brad and Jared's birthday blowout part 3. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh also Brad um, Jared and I have had a discussion. He says this will not happen. I say I can probably talk you into it. With Within the next year, you need to do a Brad and Jared where you actually get him into a gimp suit. I could write that. I could I could write that. I don't know if I want to spring for the money on the gimp suit. It would even No, it'd be funnier if it's a homemade gimp suit made out of, like, electrical tape and things like that. Yeah. You can make your own. I think that'd be funnier. But Jared says will not happen. I think I think you can talk him into it. You talk you, you talked him into human spider. Actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> you talked him into human spider, and that's hel- different. That's not. It was way weird. Oh no no, it's not way weird at all. People sewed together at the ass, and then you inject <laughs> them with a laxative that makes them. 
<laughs> everywhere. Oh yeah, that's there's nothing weird going on there. Yeah, you in a gimp suit is just totally out, jerked, out of the question. In Human Spider too, you jerked off with a Mr. Bill bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared, you ate Big Mix. The Big Mix. Big Mix was good, actually. No, it wasn't. It I was mean, soggy. It yeah. would it would have been good. It would have been good if we mixed them all together and just ate it right there, but. We mixed it together and then filmed for an hour <laughs> and then took a bite out of it. It was disgusting. Cooking yeah. under the lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all right, we we got a couple of minutes left. I feel like we're totally slighting Alex. We should probably talk to Alex a little bit instead of just doing a regular radio drum, huh? Hi, Alex. How are you? Hello. <laughs> anything you guys want to ask him about Geek Juice or anything he wants to ask you guys? What's coming up on Geek Juice? Uh, February, I'm doing Women in Prison Month because I got a... DVD of 55 women in prison movies that I might as well do something with. You gonna do Women's Prison Massacre? I think that's on the DVD. Oh, sweet. That's my favorite. That's my favorite of the women in prison movies. Big Bird Cage? Yeah, if it's got those. Violence in a women's prison. Black Mama, White Mama? That's there. And my parents had sent me this collection saying, don't you like Pam Greer? Here, here's a movie with Pam Greer. <laughs> it's, it's called Snow Day. <laughs> Coffee. No, sc- her best role ever: Scream, Blackula, Scream. Oh, she was great in that. I I love you know Pam Greer. I don't care. She is aging gracefully. She's oh, yeah. st- she's Jared, still hot. Talk Jared, talk to her a little bit. In, yeah, in Wizard World. Yeah, Wizard World Comic Con. She really is aging very grace gracefully. Did you forget her name too? No, I did not. <laughs> because it was on a banner right behind. Oh my god! It's, oh my god! It's Cicely Tyson. <laughs> no, I, I aren't you Avery that, Brooks? I only did that to uh, Barbara Nelyakova. <laughs> what called her the wrong name? Yeah. No, no. You got to remember when you walked up to uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Reading Rainbow Guy. Oh, uh, LeVar Burton. Yeah, when you walked up to LeVar Burton and said he was great as Roots. <laughs> <laughs> they, he's making that up. <laughs> he was great as Roots. As <laughs> Yeah, because that's what his character was named, Roots. <laughs> okay, Brad, e- even if you made that up, I can totally see Jared doing it. That's the funny part. <laughs> That's why I wanted to make that disclaimer. He's making that up. <laughs> it's funnier. It's funnier if I didn't hear that. that. I know there are lots of people out there that would believe that. <laughs> so I'm just letting it be known right now. He's making that up. <laughs> That's not the character's name, Jared. <laughs> his his character's name is Jordy. Jared, his name isn't Roots. I keep telling you that. <laughs> oh, I forget. It's Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Aren't you Bill Cosby? Oh, wait. <laughs> no, that was Picture Pages. <laughs> oh, so, okay, Alex, tell us oh. a little, tell tell people a little bit about Geek Juice and what's on Geek Juice. Oh, and by the way, you can also tell them that I'm on Geek Juice as well. Yes, you're on Geek Nobody Juice cares about article. Article <laughs> Sanity is Razor Thin, as well as came from Beyond Midnight's on there now. Contributor on the, the trailer park thing where we review trailers. Yeah, I actually and stunned Alex the other day by liking one of the trailers. Which one? 21 Jump Street? <laughs> <laughs> no, j- just wait till that one comes up. No, the, uh, um, I, I can't even remember the it's, it's the one with with Ron Eldard. It, it, it's the one with Ron Eldard as the washed up Blue Oyster cult roadie that's got to grow up at age 40. I 
I haven't seen the trailer for that, but I'm I'm interested because I really do like Ron Eldar. And it, it's also got Jill Hennessy as well, and it actually has the way I put it in my trailer park. It's got what's that thing? Uh, big budget movies hate uh, characters. <laughs> so okay, so, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there, yeah. Alex. <laughs> but I know how much you're dreading the Twenty One Jump Street when we review that. But I found a movie that's coming out before then that looks even worse. Oh God! It's Tom and Eric, awesome movie. Oh, Tim and Tim Eric. Eric. Tim and Eric. Yes. Tim and Eric's million dollar movie. God. No, don't you get it? It's funny because it's not funny. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, I hate anti-humor. I hate Tim and Eric. Oh, so it's an Adam. So it's a Happy Madison production. No, no, God, no. No, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric is like that. That Adult Swim brand yeah. of like surreal comedy well, that's. And, and it's, here's the it's thing. supposed to be funny because it's not supposed to be funny. And, and here's the thing. It, um, the and Eric, okay, uh, Adult Swim in its early years was actually uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it was a little bit of a stoner humor type of funny. But now it, it's it's just like Brad said. It, uh, a few years later, Tim and Eric get on there and they make complete jackasses of themselves. And people are actually eating this up. It's because it's ironically funny. Right. The snob right. would like their humor. Right, but they're still laughing at it. And I'm like, this isn't funny, okay? Tim and Eric are just, ah, oh, they get on there, they act uh, spastic, they, they, they loop this video, like, really quickly, just so that you can, like, make it sound like it's a, uh, make it sound like it's like a, a, a rap mix, a rap, a, a rap sample. And it, it it's just it oh god it's so horror it's just why why okay would okay all right Jared Jared we only give them the money for a movie I'd probably Jared. rather I'd probably still rather watch that than the Three Stooges movie we've only got a minute and a half left so yeah. we'll we'll just agree Jared hated the movie oh he hasn't seen it yet he might actually like it no, it's in I March. Think. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I decided though that Cartoon Network has lately just four chan the TV channel. Pretty much. <laughs> so, so, Alex, you do antisocial commentary. Antisocial and... commentary, uh, Crazy videos, which is just reviews of Asian movies. And then I got Tom does video game stuff, Street Fighter. And then there's you. Oh, and my friend Kevin does tabletop gaming. So go to geekjuicemedia.com. And give him a little love, come on. And help him fight fight for fair use, God damn it. Of course. And then you can find me at 1201beyond.blogspot.com or 1201beyond at gmail.com. Brad at thecinemasnob.com, and we're not going to give Jared a chance to plug Foil Wrapped again. Because people just stalk him that way. No, he gets porn this way. I want people to send me porn. Use the drone cone and send me some porn and maybe some sex toys to go with it. There you yeah. go. Here's hard gore. Is that even out on DVD? Yeah, probably. All right, we got to say good night. Good night. This would be the point where the three of you say good night. Good night. Roots. <laughs>